Hello and welcome back to another episode of You Want to Do What with Dan and Julie. Today we've got Stefan, who is well known as Baked by Steph on Instagram. Hi, Steph. Hello. Hey, guys. How are we? Not too bad. Not too bad. Just finished a very busy day at work. Uh, got a nice glass of wine in my hand. Ready to have a little <laughs> no, no dry jam for you then. Well, no, no, not when you're doing that work. No, no, no such thing. <laughs> so do you want to tell everyone a little bit about what you actually do, Steph? Yeah, sure. Um, hard to put into words in a nice, succinct sentence, but I'll give it a go. Um, <laughs> I run, I own and run a company called Bake by Steph. Um, clues in the title. We're a, a very bespoke small bakery based in London. And we specialize in kind of hand iced cookies um, and all sorts of wonderful treats that are, I call me biased, I would like to say quite spectacular and really stand out. Um, and yeah, it's essentially an e-commerce driven bakery. That's how I like to describe it. Mm-hmm. So why did you get into baking? Where did it sort of come from, the love of it? Wow. I mean, quite frankly, it was quite a bizarre journey to get here. I never set out to become a baker, if I'm perfectly honest. Um, I actually set out on a completely different path um, to work in the fashion industry and completely found myself here by accident. Um, but in a lovely way. Um, I've always been a very creative person. I studied fine art and fashion at university and started to forge a path within uh, the fashion industry as a career, but ultimately just always found myself not super content with my work life. Um, can't really put a finger on it, it's just you know that niggling feeling. And started baking as a hobby I guess um stress relief just something on the side for fun uh and this was only maybe three or four years ago and then before I knew it it just became my full-time passion (laughs) it took up every (laughs) second of every day where I wasn't working in my full-time job and it just took over really um I was thinking about it all the time I was really enjoying it and I started this Instagram account, Baked by Steph, hence the name. Um, not mm. a lot of thought went into the marketing. It really <laughs> was just a hobby account on Instagram. Um, and it was really just a place for me to get creative and, I guess, share it with people. And the more I shared, it seemed the more that people liked it, wanted to see more. And I never set out with the intention of making it a business, but quite quickly, I really started to understand that concept of making your passion, your career. Um, it seemed possible all of a sudden. And so that was my stepping stone, I guess, um, that uh, got me to this point. So looking at your uh, your Instagram, and I assume that's very much what your bakery shop uh, does. And you've already sort of said you do very like delicate art uh, style cookies. How did mm. you get into doing those? Like that's quite a unique thing in baking, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. Um, I think it just really comes back. So I start from the design, not from the recipe. I think that's kind of my approach to baking, which is maybe a bit backwards for some bakers. Um, I guess it comes from my art background. I, when I got into baking, it was very much a case of, I, I literally one day I was just like, what if I made a cookie, but it looked like a shoe? right? <laughs> like, I don't know. I didn't start with, I wanted to be chocolate chip. I wanted to be this flavor. It was just like, let's start with the design and work backwards from there. And that's very much my approach to everything I design for the, for the business. Um, so yeah. And, and my intention has always been to create stuff that people really go, Oh my gosh, I like, need to take a picture of this for Instagram. This is so cool. 
Um, so that's actually the starting point uh, for everything we we create and we design, and that's that's where it all began, really. And I think that is what just makes it stand out. I think you're a really good example of how the world of social media and this kind of new e-commerce world has allowed people like you, with like you say, with your arts background and your your sort of creative background, to then take that skill and apply it to something, and you've created a business, which is awesome. Yeah, 100%. I can't even begin to put into words how important and fundamental Instagram and, and Facebook and just the digital aspects of our business have been in terms of driving not just sales, but also just awareness of the brand. It's completely um, been organic this thus far. Um, and it has just all been through Instagram, really, which is incredible. <laughs> um, and yeah, we definitely utilize that. It's at the forefront of everything we do. Um, it kind of starts there and we work backwards from there. How was it to uh, become a business owner? Did you, was it quite a hard leap or did it sort of just happen kind of naturally for you? Uh, so hard. Um, so hard and so natural, if I can do that in favor of. Because I think, you know, for me, there was, that, there was that really tough few months where my so I used to work in um, digital project management and I just got a promotion I was a project director and I really wanted to prove myself and you know really do my best for the company I was working at at the time and obviously when you get a promotion you you want to put in all your time and stay there late and work early but at the same time this whole bake by staff thing was kicking off in my in my dawn time and I was already working till you know one two three four a.m and then getting up at seven to get into my main job and wow I was ex- like honestly I wasn't well if I'm honest <laughs> and it's kind of that really hard position of I, I feel like I know what I want to do but how do I get the courage to take that leap um and I, I'm sure a lot of business owners would agree there's there's kind of this point where you're like waiting for the perfect moment you're like oh well if I just get this much in my savings account or if I just get to this many kind of customers on the side or whatever. And the truth is it doesn't work that way. Um, mm. Definitely always sensible to consider those things and, and to have backups and safety plans, et cetera, et cetera. But ultimately I ended up taking the plunge because I got really ill from <laughs> just working so much. Yeah. And I had, I was forced to make a decision and it was the, it was someone asking me, are you going to, are you going to give up big by staff? Or are you going to give up the full-time job? And I was like, well, there's, there's no option there. I'm, I'm not giving up big by staff. Like this is what I want to do. And, and therein lay the answer that I struggled to find for so many months. Um, but it was a really tough decision. There's a lot of uncertainty, uncertainty when you start up your own business. Um, you know, you don't, you know, you're signing up for no holidays. Uh, there's no sick pay if you, if you get ill, there's no guarantee it's going to succeed. It's just a big uh, kind of black hole laying in front of you. But if it's the thing you want to do, it's actually a very exciting thing overall. Um, it's probably one of the scariest and most exciting times in my life looking back. Would, would you say, I think a lot of people now are, are looking at, you know, the e-commerce world and opportunities in front of them and saying, you know, do I need to get a career or can I just start something on the side? And mm. I don't know if you'd agree, but I think definitely for me, when you're starting something, you know, 25% of the time you're, you're buzzing and it's so exciting. 75% of the time you're like, Oh my God, what am I doing? How, you know, how am I going to earn money from this kind of thing? Oh my God. I'd, I'd throw it back at you that it's like 90% of the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, it's very, yeah. I would be 75, but yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> but it's so worth it for that 10%. You live for that 10%. Yeah. It is, it's totally worth it. But yes, this is not for the faint hearted. Um, everything lays on your shoulders. And especially when you start to, 
employ staff and grow and, and scale up, um, the responsibilities get really real really fast. Mm. Um, so, you know, you need to make sure you're prepared for that and have fully confronted that and sat with it and understood it and, you know, just accept that that's going to be the life you're signing up for, I guess. Because that's one of the things you obviously, you've gone into this industry because you had a passion and a love for baking. Yeah. But obviously becoming a business owner, there's so many other things, aspects, skills that you have to do, learn and understand to ha- have that little 10% of enjoying baking. What were some of the things that you was not expecting um, and any skills that maybe you were, maybe had to develop to become that business owner? Yeah, such an important question. Um, often when your career, I guess, starts with a passion there might be kind of this dream scenario in which you're just going to be doing your passion all day, every day. And that is not how it works. Unfortunately, (laughs) Um, you know, get used to doing taxes, get used to (laughs) reconciling your bank account, get used to, I mean, when you start to hire staff, like, you know, dealing with someone not showing up because they're sick and having to fill in every, no day will ever go as you planned it. And that is probably the most true thing I could say as a small business owner. And for me, I, I think, inherently and fundamentally I'm a creative person that's where it all started from um and there are certain qualities that come with being a creative like I'm maybe not the most naturally organized or (laughs) the most um you know I yeah I'm I'm a bit all over the place you know in general as a human being but I'm very lucky that the career path that I took prior to this was in project management so whilst my natural like my innate way of being isn't necessarily that organized I learned those skills and those skills have served me so well in running Mm -hmm. a business um I think being organized is just the most key thing um that I've I've found is important that I maybe hadn't quite anticipated how, how important a role that would play um but yeah I so I if I'm perfectly honest I very rarely bake anymore the only baking i really do is um so i come up with all the designs and the ideas i'll create samples for those that i will then teach or show to the team um who will recreate them and then i also create content for instagram and youtube um so that's that's where my my baking comes on i really cherish that time but really honestly speaking as a business owner that's not what i do what i do is sit in front of a laptop all day and manage a business we've we've actually been talking to a few uh, people recently have got small businesses or small to medium-sized businesses and Mm. the content creation side on instagram and youtube and facebook and all the socials um how did you find first getting in front of a camera and trying to come with content and and ways to market it was that difficult for you or did you enjoy that okay in terms of the actual getting in front of camera part please nobody do this but if you went back to my first video (laughs) you would see such a difference (laughs) compared to the most recent one like that is hard I'm sorry for anybody as a human being that's a hard thing to do but um I I'm lucky I guess because the social media side of it is my favorite part of it really I Mm. because it started there for me you know um I didn't start with a business plan I started with an Instagram account and so I'm very lucky that that that's kind of my sanctuary and that's good because that is also what drives ourselves. So um, it's great for me. And I, we have such a lovely following um, and such an intro, like our followers are really engaged with the brand as well, um, which just makes it such a nice place to be virtually. Uh, so yeah, I haven't, I haven't struggled with that too much. Um, I'm also very lucky that what we do lends itself so well to Instagram's platform because mm. it's so aesthetically driven. Um, so there's not a lot of hard work in terms of, you know, selling the image because 
it sells itself. What we do is aesthetically driven, you know? Mm. So you've, you've obviously spoken a little bit about no, no days the same. However, if you could potentially break some of your average days down, uh, what would they involve? Yeah, sure. I mean, no, no days the same, but here's how an ideal day would go. <laughs> <laughs> Never goes away. Maybe, no. maybe we'll do the other end, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, so typically, I mean, so just to give a bit of context in terms of the size of the team and, and, and who else is kind of playing in this, uh, in this court, we've got a team of nine at the minute. And within that team, there's me, there's a production manager. Um, and then we have our baking team who literally bake the cookies and come up with all the macaron recipes and all the rest of that. Um, and then we have our creative team who actually decorate all of the cookies and all that fantastic stuff you see on Instagram. And then we have our, I want to say e-commerce team. It's one person, but <laughs> we'll call her a team. <laughs> um, so any average day always starts with a team meeting. Um, Tuesday to Friday, that's, you know, five to 10 minutes. Monday, it's a bit more in depth. And the key thing with our industry with baking is preparation and planning. It doesn't work unless you're very well prepared and planning really far ahead which is where our production manager comes in. She, it's her job to really oversee all that and feedback to me in terms of where we're at, uh, um, in terms of uh, targets and timelines and the plan for the day. Um, for me, then I'll kind of go up upstairs to the upstairs office away from the bakery, <laughs> sit in front of my laptop the rest of the day. And that will involve everything from customer service um you know like i said we're e-commerce driven but we're still a small team it is me and, and the e-commerce uh, assistant answering all emails getting back to all of our lovely followers um questions it will also involve a lot of design work i try to i try to keep that to one day a week so i like to have a creative day where i literally said everyone don't don't contact me i'm i'm in a creative zone <laughs> i need that kind of not to go off on a tangent here but in terms of approaching any kind of creative role i don't think you can really slot it into a two-hour slot in a in the week you know you you need to allow yourself a full day to really mm. get your head around it and come up with ideas and feel inspired so there's always a day of the week where i just dedicate to that and i, I don't look at emails or um I, I do answer the team's questions i'm not that horrible but <laughs> <laughs> i kind of cut myself off in the rest of the world um but you know every day is a different thing, whether I'm looking at our packaging and, you know, reconsidering that, whether I'm um, contacting suppliers, negotiating deals, um, trying to get contracts, uh, you know, from the sales side of things, maintaining targets, you know, we're, we're very target driven in terms of, um, you know, our sales and, and also at the back of my head's always, you know, how are we going to scale up? So I was always thinking to the bigger picture and trying not to get bogged down in the day-to-day -day tasks. Uh, and then, and then there's always that day where I just have to do all the accounting, which is my least the favorite day. day. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real mixed bag. It's a real mixed bag. Um, but, but I love it. It's, it's actually, you know, I definitely enjoy the varied aspect. Um, certainly there are days where you come in with a plan and then you, you almost have to laugh. Otherwise you cry because the plan just goes out the window. But overall, I'm really lucky that no two days are the same. And I think that's really exciting. So for those listening and that might be at school or university um, and, and thinking of, you know, maybe one day they'll have their own business. Is there anything at school or university you kind of focused on? Obviously you're creative. Did you do kind of arts or was there anything that you kind of made sure you're always doing something creative to keep that side going? Yeah, so I, throughout school, 
art has always focused in my studies from school to university. I did an art GCSE A level and ultimately went on to study um, fine art and then fashion at university. And that has been, I guess, at the core of every job I did since university. So whether it was in the fashion, I worked in the fashion industry for a few years. That was actually always my intention. That's where I wanted to go. Um, and ultimately realized it wasn't quite for me. Then I went and did project management for a digital design company. So art still played a part there. The creative aspect was still there, although I wasn't actively creating, I was managing, but there was a, the core of the job was creative. And then yes, ultimately that's led to this, I don't know what we call this, <laughs> this new <laughs> era in my life where I am not only managing a business, but also really drawing on my creative skills, which makes me very, very happy. Um, in terms of anyone who's studying, right, I mean, my, my path here has been, it was not planned out. And I think I was always one of those people that wasn't sure where I fit in or what I ultimately wanted to do. And I think that's quite hard to go through life. Not know. I don't think I realized how much it affected me until I found the thing I wanted to do. Mm. Um, and I think it's really important to just be okay with that. Um, if I could go back and just like give myself a little tap of the shoulder, I'd be like, it's fine. You'll figure it out. Um, it's really about a process and not about looking at an end goal for me. That was my experience. I, you know, I, I always thought you needed to think about the job you wanted to do and then work towards it. And for some people that's obviously worked really, really well, but for me, that's not how my success came about. It was, uh, it was very much the journey was the most important part for me, trying all these different things, going off on these different tangents, having those moments in life where I'm like, oh my gosh, like, where is this going? <laughs> um, but it's that here. Um, and that's a really positive thing. So yeah, the, you know, the creative part was always there, but the whole journey in itself is ultimately what's got me here and trying all the different things. I think that's actually a massively important point, isn't it? I think a lot of people definitely young people now are like well god you know what am i going to do with my life what career and it doesn't really work like that i think there's maybe two camps of people people who actually know exactly what they want to do and go through school and university and end up being an engineer like jules or uh, or a vet or something but for the other half it's kind of you just have to go and try stuff 100 percent, and i think you know also just if you could learn from a young age yeah, hindsight's a beautiful thing, but if you yeah. can learn from a young age to really trust your instincts, I don't think I understood really what that meant until I turned 30. Um, but tr trusting your instincts, really trusting that inner voice, like figuring out what that means <laughs> and trusting it. Oh, I wish I'd known that from a younger age. Mm. Um, you know, if you, if you really just go with your instincts and where that leads you, that, that's a really powerful thing. Um, but so often we're just, especially when you're younger, you're just kind of looking for someone to tell you it's going to be okay or, or do this, do, point you in certain directions. Um, and, you know, it, sure, if you want to be a, a doctor or a lawyer, fantastic. That's probably a good thing that you have that decision at a young age. But the truth is there's so many jobs out there. So many yeah, jobs. So many. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I don't think I even realized until this year how many jobs there were. <laughs> Well, I, I mean, yeah, same. Since we've been doing this, we're like, oh, that's, <laughs> oh, you can do that? Okay. Yeah. And I think as well, so another important thing that's worth mentioning is I'm not hiring people um, quite a lot at the minute. We're, we're, we're scaling up uh, quite rapidly. And 
it's only when you're on the other side like interviewing people that you start to realize that all the things you may be taught i'm not telling anybody who's listening not to listen to their elders right now or people that's like <laughs> listen but you're not necessarily looking for those on paper qualities mm. so much about the hiring process is about the personality sitting in front of you the the um the interaction you have as human beings the you know i don't necessarily i mean just to to give it some uh, real context i don't always hire someone with baking experience i often especially when it comes to the cookie creative roles um what will fundamentally what will be ultimately um kind of sell it to me is a attitude and personality but also a creative aspect mm. and that's a different you know you wouldn't maybe expect that when you're going into a baking a bakery or baking led role um and I think we get so caught up when we're younger, don't we, in terms of thinking about, oh, if I tick this box and if I tick that box and, yeah. you know, you're a unique individual and every person hiring, you know, is looking for something a bit different, I think. That, that's such a good point about interviews. I think a lot of people go into it thinking, oh, God, maybe I don't have the right qualifications or, you know, oh, I haven't done this before. But if you go in and kind of prove that maybe you've tried something before you've got there, maybe you've gone and sat at an industry exam or you've done something on the side that shows you're interested in this and you're friendly that's like 90 percent of the battle yeah totally totally um i couldn't agree more i literally so much rides on the in-person interview i think rather than i mean obviously there are practicalities you need to get your cv in through the door and and, and stand out in some way but the amount of times I've surprised myself in the hire that I've made at the last minute because of a connection and interview. Um, there's, yeah, there's a lot to be said for that. And I think just, and that boils down to ultimately coming in and, you know, being confident and knowing yourself really. Mm. I mean, that leads on quite nicely actually to um, what would be some of the personality traits that you, you've seen yourself that you think have helped you get to where you are now? Well, a lot of not great ones, but <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Um, you know, I one thing I've actually learned only in the past couple of years, and I think this is really, really big with um, baking in general. I am at my core a perfectionist, and that's quite problematic, but is also probably what has really led my creative side. I think that's quite a common trait as well with anyone who works within the creative industries. Mm. Um, but you you quickly have to learn to throw that out the door when you start working in baking because, and I, I say this to my team all, all the time, you know, you're going to make mistakes. Like, there's no question. You will make mistakes. What we do is so temperamental. If you get the oven, oven temperature one degree wrong or even just dropping something on the floor, like it will happen. The The key quality of this job is not about avoiding making mistakes it's how you handle it under the pressure um if you make a mistake can you stay calm can you forgive yourself you know can you be like okay cool this was always going to happen how are you going to handle it that is the key the key the thing you need to unlock in this industry and i think probably in a lot of industries really um and that's something i've probably only really learned myself as a grown adult within the past couple of years and having to start a business it's not about avoiding mistakes or doing everything perfect it's about dealing with the fact and confronting the fact that you will make the mistakes and just how you handle it mm. I, what are some of the biggest positives and 
opportunities that you've sort of had out of this you know looking through your instagram you've made some cookies for some uh, really quite famous people some big companies you know the business is going really well so what's some of the biggest positives for you oh so many um i think in terms i mean yes 100 seeing famous people eating our cookies is a personal <laughs> little like dance in my head going on there like lily allen recently got a cookie and i swear i was like oh my god this is so amazing cool. um if beyonce is listening just uh, just <laughs> you know well, i hope are. she's listening um, to our podcast that'd be great <laughs> could, you, could you imagine yeah. i oh that'd be amazing um but you know i think for me positives have really been around um team elements you know watching the team grow and and getting to work as a team um, and getting to see that we've built something um, that allows a team to work together. And also days where I'm seeing the team work completely fine without me. And I'm like, Oh, do you guys need me here? <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, they're, they're the really standout moments for me. Um, we recently did an order. So we're to give you some context We're you know, we're, we're nine people. We're, we're not super, super small, but we're not by any means big. You know, we're a tiny b- uh, boutique bakery. And we recently took on a 10,000 cookie order. Um, I can say it's for Tiffany & Co. Because it's on Instagram now. It was for Tiffany & Co. for their Christmas oh, cool. uh, gifting. Yeah. And, you know, the to get me wrong, I was like, oh, can we take this on? But we did. And we absolutely nailed it. And, you know, I think looking back on orders like that where it's maybe not so much who it was for um but more the work that the accomplishment of it all really mm. just stands out for me that's so oh, just feel so proud about stuff like that and on the flip side what would be some of the biggest negatives that you've discovered in the industry oh um i mean i kind of touched on it earlier in terms of just things going wrong um that is something that you can't get away from in this industry it's it's science-led really in terms of the baking side of things and if anything goes wrong it, it can really set you back so we and ultimately we are a uh, deadline driven uh company you know especially when we do bespoke orders there is a, an event that we're ultimately working towards or a giveaway or something along those lines so there's a there's a hard date you know set in stone um so there's a lot of pressures uh it's it can get stressful um, you know, there are the lovely days and there are the stressful days, especially in the run up to Christmas. It's quite seasonal as well. So yeah, I think in terms of negatives, it's just that side of things naturally, as with any industry is always going to push you a little bit. Um, but you know, if it's what you love to do, then it's not so bad. Mm. So baking's kind of exploded in the last few years, really, isn't it? Like with things like the great British bake off and then lockdown, everyone was making sourdough bread. Um, <laughs> Has that kind of helped your business or how's that been for you? Yeah, good, great question. And very uh, on the nose. I, we have definitely seen an increase in sales. Uh, I don't want to say thanks to COVID. That's not, no one, <laughs> yeah. no one is thanking COVID. Nobody dare thanks COVID. But um, obviously we, we are seeing a lot of people, um, you know, not being able to unfortunately see their loved ones or spend time with people that they want to spend time with. And they're looking for interesting gifts that they can send. Um, mm. And the beauty of what we do is it can be sent through the post. It can fit through a letterbox and it definitely puts a smile on people's faces. And um, I mean, my, our favorite, my favorite product that we actually sell is a 
custom message box and I start every morning by just going through the orders that have come through and reading everyone's custom messages so <laughs> for example today you know oh there was a lovely message that just said can't wait to hug you when we created oh. that in cookies and there's just been such a shift in terms of sentiment and what people are ordering and that's been very noticeable um it's yes it is driven sales which is a, a lovely thing for us but it's also really nice to know that our cookies our products are in a very small way um connecting people that is a really nice thing and we genuinely spend every day talking through the nicest messages that we've received we receive some pretty crazy ones as well but, um, <laughs> i bet you yeah, do yeah <laughs> yeah i will not dare repeat <laughs> some of the things that people actually choose to send to each other but, have, you, uh, have you ever said yeah. no have you ever said no i'm not doing that i mean <laughs> we've said no to certain things we've never said no to like a a naughty one or like a rude word or anything like that's fine if you want to do that we'll just not put it on instagram <laughs> it's fine. but um we do we do turn down orders we are actually in quite a nice position where we can pick and choose the custom orders that we take on yeah. and that's really nice from a creative perspective but uh i would never turn down a, a rude order it's too much fun um, <laughs> the, uh, at this point we usually talk about sort of average salaries and incomes for people but having you know being a small business it if you're going to start a small business it will just range massively it's completely dependent on how much you work how well your marketing goes all those kind of factors so i think if you're going to start start a small business don't if you agree don't expect an average income of any sort it will vary do you mean for yourself just as the business or for yourself like don't expect to be taking a, a salary out of a business straight away i suppose you don't have to give any numbers but um was there a sort of a time scale you set yourself to be able to be comfortably financially stable um going through the process of setting up your business so the one thing i would say is it's so funny because obviously i've spent a lot of time in the run-up to starting my own business asking for advice and you know at picking people's brains who brains who've done this before and the one piece of advice i was always given was always factor in a salary for yourself and i did that from day one um mm. by no means uh, you know i'm not flying off to barbados or anything but <laughs> i i never i i think a common i don't want to say mistake but a common thing is uh to set up a business and then rely on whatever the profits are at the end of it as your salary. But obviously you can set yourself up for a really big disappointment there, <laughs> especially in the first few years of business. Like, you know, you're not going to be buying chandeliers and eating caviar. So uh, from day one, I factored in salary, a monthly salary for myself into our, um, into our figures and, and our numbers. And I, um, you know, I, that that's factored in. There's no, that, that's what I pay myself um, and then obviously if there's anything after that then that's just the icing on top but that's I think that's really important you know mm. at the end of the day you have to value your time as well and ultimately it's it's all well and good to start a business because it's your passion but you have to be realistic about numbers it's not worth doing it if you know you can't pay your rent or you're ultimately um, in a more difficult position businesses will not no one's expecting a business to go through the roof in the first year you'd be super successful but equally you do have to be realistic with the numbers um so i think having that realist approach is really important definitely and what's the plans going forward then what's the you're talking about you know growing the business and growing the brand what what, what are you thinking hmm good question i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i mean i do know i 
it's funny though because it changes all the time if i'm if i'm really really honest I, you know i get asked that question a lot and i sometimes wish i could be like oh i have a seven-year plan or who says a seven-year plan five-year plan whatever um and i have it all figured out and the truth is i don't and the reason i don't is because every time i make a plan my business my team everything surprises me um you know we every every day is different in terms of where i'd like to be or, or what i would like to see i definitely want to um see our brand stocked on some shelves somewhere i won't say where but in some places yeah, <laughs> that's definitely cool. cool what sorry very cool that'd be that'd be great if you get into you know wherever you uh, wherever you're thinking that's a, that's a massive step forward isn't it massive step forward it would really kind of put us on the map but equally just in terms of um focusing on, on you know really looking at the product offering that we have at the minute and just developing that and really improving on it that's my current goal that's my active goal at the minute that's what i'm looking at now that we've come back for 2021 everything's with fresh eyes um so at the minute I'm really looking at how can we provide better customer service for our customers? How can we improve the products that we're currently offering? Um, just how can we make what we're doing right now better? And I think ultimately that's going to grow the business and lead to more success. And uh, would you still go into the industry knowing everything you know now? What? Yes. Would I do what I'm doing knowing everything I know now? Absolutely. Um, the truth is, I don't know the industry. I've never worked in this industry before. I've never had a baking job. Um, I've never actively sought this out. So I don't know the industry on the whole. But in this little mini world that I've created, um, yeah, 100%, I'd come back here. I'd, I'd choose the stresses of this job every day over the stresses of any other job. Mm. Thank you so much for coming on, Steph. It's been um, a real pleasure to sort of chat to you and learn all about your business likewise it's been a real pleasure chatting to you guys thank you for having me on thank you so much where can people find you on social media as well as your shop and uh, anything else you can find our website www.bakebystaff.co.uk um, and our instagram which is probably where you want to check us out more because that's where all the fun stuff is is at baked.by.staff really annoying i didn't get the full <laughs> one about the dots <laughs> <laughs> don't worry we'll um we'll we'll put you up on instagram and we'll, we'll tag everything so don't worry but again thank oh, you thank so you. much for coming on no thank you guys thanks so much brilliant thanks steph bye